microphone check. Check, check, check. This is the Super Coin Brothers Podcast. Hosted by the Super Coin Brothers at Sahara Coins in Las Vegas. Hey guys, this is episode 8 of Super Coin Bros. We're here with Andy the Elder Borman today. Uh, what's going on, Andy? Not much. So... You were you were gone, I think, the day that we came up with everybody's nicknames, right? Or were you here? Just no, kind of in the back. On the coast, visiting family. On the coast, having a good time. So we decided to deem Andy the elder. He had no doing in that. Why do you think we did that? Well, I think it's because I'm the oldest guy here. That's the easy answer. That's the easy answer. And the gray hair. Okay. And I think you have the the most wisdom. The elders always had the wisdom. We'll go with that one. You know, and the other thing that I will say is the customers see you and they go, I want to deal with that guy. It's, it's shell shock when they walk in and, you know, they see Jake or somebody and they're like, no, 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 no. We want him. So, no, that's good. It fit, you know, and as long as you're good with it, we're good with it. Oh, yeah. It's all perception, you know. It's true. It's true. And we get some weird perceptions around here. Yeah. So, now I want to talk a little bit before you came. Again, you're, you're one of the newer guys, but you've, you've grasped onto things really quickly. Um, but before you were here, I mean, what kind of stuff did you do prior to this? Well, prior to this, uh, I was in management for 35 years. Had a lot of, uh, at a grocery store, and had a lot of uh, customer service experience, bookkeeping, just general business type of, uh, of uh, experience. Now, tacking onto that customer service experience thing, we deal with customers all day in here. I mean, that's one thing you do, you do great with is with the customers. What is your take on, if you were on the customer side of the counter, and comparing, you know, walking into, I don't know how many coin stores you've walked into other than ours, but what kind of customer service experience would you tell a customer that, that they should receive when they come into a place like ours? Well, they, they should feel like they matter, no matter whether they have uh, one Morgan dollar they want to look at or if, they've, if they're selling $100,000 worth of gold. Right. It, it, they have to seem, feel like they matter to us uh, no matter what. So just acknowledging them is the first step to that. Just they come in, you acknowledge them, uh, make them feel welcome, right. um, and uh, just make them uh, feel like they're walking to someplace comfortable for them. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you're, you're completely right about that. And the other thing is, is I know we have um, Alex here who we've talked with, and Alex is your son-in-law, correct? Yeah, he is. Now, I'll be honest with you. That's that's tough. I mean, you know, to me, I'm like, hey, man, would you would go to work with your parents every day, basically? But you guys get along great. You're a great team. You guys, I mean, you guys get together to, to do projects and stuff, and it's it's no sweat. It's perfect. Well, I don't see Al, uh, um, Alex as a son-in-law. I see him as a friend. Right. First, and who just happens to be married to my daughter. Yeah. And uh, uh, so in that relationship, I expect to keep that way as long as he treats my daughter well. Yeah, there you go. And, hey, and, you know where and, he works. And I know where he works. That's right. <laughs> I come after him. But I, I think I've come after him in a roundabout way. He's a little bigger than I am. <laughs> it's all right. You got a couple guys. We'll help you out. Don't worry about it. No, but you know, that's a great thing. I mean, and, and that part of it actually makes me think about the customer service that in the store, I know we all have our days where we're grouchy or someone gets upset about this or that, but as for the most part, we're a small crew. So it is nice to know the guys you're working with, to be around them, and to know their personalities. It kind of helps things a little bit when it comes to our interactions with customers. Now, coming back to the personality side of things, when you came into the store, I mean, we, we kind of threw you to the fire. It was like, hey, guess what? You're going to help customers today, and we're gonna you're going to take these courses to learn all kinds of stuff. Now, you've jumped right in. I mean, you've, you've definitely absorbed a ton, and you knew a lot when you came in. Um, but now you're, I mean, you're doing buying, you're doing retail, you're doing, I mean, give me kind of a rundown of the things that you do 
and be honest with me. Tell me about the things you really like doing. Well, I really like buying. The only because uh, because you can actually have more one-on-one experience with the customer. Right. You can chat with them. You kind of feel where they're coming from. Uh, buying is fun. It's like a, a research. You got to go look things up and you got to figure out what they're worth. Uh, you try to give the best you can value to, to the customer. Uh, you don't want you know you want to make sure you're doing it right. And me being new, I'm I'm not above going and getting some of these kids that have a lot more experience with certain types of coins than I do to get their help and their their um, opinions on uh, whether I graded it right or something like that. So I always be I always be sure in my mind that I got the right right got it right. Absolutely, that's the best way to do things. So um, knowing that you like to research things and you like to look into things. Again, you've been here. I mean, you've been here a little while now. There's nobody that's really I would consider new in this store anymore. But um, the researching side of things, it kind of brings different coins in front of you. You see different things. What coins have you taken a liking to? You had there's at least one. I know there's at least one you like. Well, I know I, I like this, the the just for just for myself as far as investment, just holding on to. I like the silver eagles. Just because, uh, and right now I'm kind of collecting some toned ones oh, yeah. because I think they look pretty. They're a beautiful coin, and uh, the, they're the first thing that I gravitated to when I came here. That being said, there are other coins I'm finding interested in. Now they've been here for a while <laughs> that I'm finding interest in too. You know, like I'm thinking about getting together a, a typeset for my, for my centennial birthday. Oh yeah, uh, of of slabbed numismatic coins. Uh, those are going to take a while to get, but you know those are the kind of things I'm thinking about now. It's an addiction. It's, it is. It's slowly getting you. It's like getting one tattoo, then all of a sudden you got two, oh, three, and four. Trust me, I know that all too well. <laughs> no, I, that's that's awesome. Um, one of the things that I know I asked all the other guys too is, even with you know the the limited amount of time you've been here, but you've been exposed to more knowledge than the average person. Um, what would you recommend to the average person that may may be their first day walking into a coin store? What kind of things would you would you start them out with? And then from there, how would you escalate their collection? What would you move them into? Well, it depends on what they're saving for. Right. If they're just doing it for collecting, just because they like to collect, um, I you know, there's it depends on how involved they want to get. Um, I would start them with uh, with the less expensive numismatics. Uh, the, maybe some of the raw coins we have out mm-hmm. here or some of the uh, the slab um, of the... Uh, the uh, uh, PCGS Morgans we have out there that are, are um, common dates, but still real good coins, right? Because uh, they're not really expensive, and uh, so I would lead them towards that. And if, they, and if they're going for investment, I'd say personally, I'd say you want to kind of diversify, like you would a, a, a portfolio. So you want to have some numismatics, you want to have some some bullion, you just want to kind of diversify yourself, gold and silver. So you have some of everything. Uh, to kind of even out the uh, like income averaging. Right, you're protecting what you're protecting right. with what you're protecting, basically. Yeah, yeah. No, that's 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 great advice. Um, you know, some of the guys in here I, brought up the fact that they feel like uh, maybe guns and ammunition could be looked at the same as bullion. Where do you stand on that? Basically, they're talking about the value and and, and that they they could become scarce and it just kind of oh, an interesting. Sure. Sure, uh, numismatic coins, especially, are, are, are a collectible. Right. Just like uh, it's like guns are a collectible. Right. Uh, and it's like just like it's just like uh, guns. You don't want to clean your coins. You don't want to take the patina off an old gun. Exactly. You know, you want to treat it in the original as, as possible. Um, 
and it's just like guns. Uh, I mean, coins are just like guns in respect that rarity and condition are everything for the value. Exact same thing. So there's actually a direct one-to-one correlation between guns and and, um, and coins. Now, old ammunition I'm not familiar with, right. so I couldn't give you a thing. But you're right on with the guns because uh, something that I know I talked with Andrew for for a second was that, um, you know, the gun shows. We live in Vegas. I know you, you came to Vegas a few years ago. How often do you see those gun show, you know, things up on the, the billboards? It's, it's oh. once a month at least. Yeah, once a month or every, every month. Yeah. yeah, sure. And you see those things. I know I know. even here in the story that people come walking in and you see a gun case. I mean, first and foremost, if you're thinking about coming down here with a gun case, I'm not letting you in the front door. <laughs> right. Just so you know that. But uh, people, that they have come down with old guns. And something you mentioned about that, about not taking the patina off of them. I mean, you hit the nail on the head there because I know I've seen at gun shows, you know, we may not be talking about mintage, but we are talking about production numbers. I mean, if their production is low and you got something from the 1700s, it's just like a coin. You, we don't clean coins. We don't clean guns. I mean, we, we clean guns, but we don't take the, you know, the, the old off of them, so to speak. Um, now, from your standpoint, too, the market right now, the market has been dismal to say the, the least now to us we say that because we sell stuff but as a buyer if you were on the buyer's side right now to me it looks like a buyer's market i mean well i i, I agree with you i mean because right now you got to look at to know whether it's going to go up or down you have to be like a brilliant in geopolitics i think right. which i'm not otherwise i'd probably be, be retired right. you'd right be now. on the beach permanently <laughs> right. Right, for the rest of your life but that being said um Things have come down to a point now, I think, because of what's going on in the Middle East or whatever, and, and the oil, they're bombing over there. I think that uh, it's going to equalize and start coming back up. That's my personal opinion, yeah. that I think now is the time to buy. I'm, I'm on the same page with you there. I, see, I, don't, I don't see it going too much lower um, before Even if it, it does, out. you just write it out. Because right, and that's exactly You could buy something today, and it could, it could lose 10 20% of its value before it starts going back up, but big deal. Right. It's going to go back up. And that comes into basically, we, we try to tell people, bullion isn't a two-week investment. This isn't a, uh, you know, hey, come in today, come in tomorrow, you're going to make a ton of money. It's long-term. It's really, like you said earlier, it's for protection. I mean, it's a protection of your, your paper money, of your assets. Um, now, I know I mentioned that we'd be on the beach forever if, you know, if we knew what was going to happen. Now, you're a beach guy. You love the ocean, right? Oh, yeah. I, I was born and raised. Like, my high school was one of the only two high schools on the West Coast that was actually on the beach. Oh, see, wouldn't that have been? Well, nice for you. I'm, I'm definitely afraid of sharks, so I stay uh, out of the water. But uh, I know at the beach, a lot of people, anytime I've been there, even to this day, I do see people down there with metal detectors and things like that. Now, on the collectible side and the, the silver and gold and metal detecting may not be a bad way for some of these these people that are just interested in maybe finding some some silver and gold well i used to my my grandfather this is back ooh, 60s and 70s he had this old gold gold deck metal detector and we'd go to the beach after a big weekend the big scoops and collect, collect money yeah but if you wanted something old we'd go to old parks uh, oh. parks that have been around a long long time um with the with the old memorial statues in it right. and stuff right and it has a little ice pick for for, for scratch coins. Don't use ice picks. <laughs> but um, but that's what he did. And we would um, find uh, all kinds of stuff. And we'd find old a lot of silver coins. Yeah. And uh, he collected quite a collection of rings 
and silver, some of the stuff would be buried four or five inches deep beneath the lawn. Wow. And he would pull out. And they were old. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was quite an experience. That's one of my first uh, spark for old coins and numismatics. I didn't know what numismatic was then, but uh, for collecting coins. See, that's awesome. Um, you know, we see a lot of that type of stuff come in here. Scrap silver, um, you know, a lot of the, the odds and ends that maybe the everyday, you know, individual wouldn't even think would have value. I know that I myself have gone to, like, Goodwill's. And just walked around, and I'm like, wait a second, that is a silver spoon or silver fork. And, you know, we'll grab it. I mean, a spoon could be worth four or five bucks. I mean, what are some of the things that you've picked up as far as, you know, knowing a way to figure out if something is silver, something isn't? So some of these people may be able to look around and see if maybe they have silver laying around their house. Well, first thing, you got to look and see if there's a hallmark on it. Right. If there's, it says sterling on it, there's a good bet it's, it's at least 90% silver. Right and uh, probably 92 to 95% silver. Uh, if it says plated, it's not worth bringing in. Right, isn't it, uh, they say like an ounce of a precious metal can be stretched the length of a football field or something like yeah, that? Yeah, they can electroplate. It's yeah. called electroplating, and it's like one or two molecules thick. Yeah. And it's, uh, it goes, uh, uh, you get, you see, I put back today, I saw a Susan B. Anthony that was gold because they electroplated it. Gold. Oh, yeah. And it looks like a gold coin, but it's not worth but a dollar. Right. Uh, so, yeah, you got to watch out for that. Yeah, so hallmarks. And um, I know some of the older silver, The it's a hallmark, but didn't they, they used to use, like, like almost images. or like, Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure, like, some of the old English stuff would have, like, a lion right. crest on it. And there's different users. Uh, you can go online and research that hallmarks for silver, and you can find easily find uh, and look at the... the uh, what hallmarks to look for. Now, the other thing that, that I do know um, that you kind of have a liking for, some of the Hawaiian stuff. I mean, Hawaiian coinage mm-hmm. is, it's not easy to find. Most no. of it's not easy. You can find commemoratives, but the quarters and half dollars and dollars from Hawaii, they're sought after. People love them. Uh, why do you like the Hawaiian coins so much? Well, I just love Hawaii. Well, who, and, well, who and, doesn't? And, and, <laughs> it's a, and, it's, and it's a good reminder because of our trips my wife and I take to Hawaii. Uh, you know, someday we'd like to just retire there for a while. Yeah. Just to get our fill of it. And uh, my brother-in-law is already moving there in January. That must retired. be nice. And so uh, that's, I think that's why I like it so much. And there's a lot of history in Hawaii, if you think about it, from from not only just Hawaiian history, there's a lot of history from the Polynesian culture, there's a lot of history from when we took it as a territory and through the World War II. And, and all that, there's a, a lot of uh, interesting history in Hawaii. So it's just something I like that. History, I'm a history buff, and that kind of tags a lot along with coins, too. It definitely does. And everybody just heard you say that. Andy is a history buff. So when you come in here, he's the guy to dip into when you want to know about history. Um, there's lots and lots of stuff to, to talk about just in the store alone with coins. But I'll tell you, Andy's a smart guy, knows a lot of stuff. Um, come on down, meet him. Um, you know, he'd be glad to help you out, uh, show you those customer service skills. So, Andy, we appreciate you coming in and talking with us. And uh, we got a lot more podcasts planned where there's going to be a group of us together. And we want to make sure you're in here giving your, your two cents, hypothetically and literally. So, uh, we appreciate it. And we hope we get to talk to you again here soon. Thank you very much.